This is Small Changes, Stark Reality on jasoncharles.net. people how the hell are you another edition of stark reality coming your way this time interviewing native new yorker and well-known nightlife photographer kenny rodriguez he's been doing his thing for a while documenting classic parties like tiki disco the rub freedom and more recently house of yes we talk about of course photography techniques in shooting nightlife choosing the final images and what he's trying to capture in a photo and also why he doesn't like to work on (laughs) Halloween. It's pretty funny. We talk about some of his favorite DJs, Rich Medina, Eli Escobar, and uh, people who are no longer with us that he's captured over the years, like Blue Gems and uh, Voodoo Ray, RIP. He's also shot protesters, done street photography, and is even uh, designing hoodies using some old-school graph skills. He doesn't write rhymes anymore, but he still freestyles with his kids. You know, he's an old school hip hop head and an absolute pro. And it was a pleasure to speak to him and learn more about his process. He also gives us a nice playlist of hip hop, rock, Latin, club classics, etc. Titled Half of a Doobie, Volume 1. Kenny Rodriguez here on Stark Reality. Rocking you, rocking you, rocking you. So we're just using the audio, by the way. So I just yeah. figured I'd say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, bro. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, Kenny Rodriguez. Uh, I can't even remember where I met you. Uh, it's I've definitely known you for a few years. I'm trying to think of it's probably some sort of club. It's somewhere. I think it was. Um, I know I'd, I'd seen you DJ. I'd heard you DJ before we met in person. Uh but I want to say we probably met at a um, like at an art show. I think it was like Outlaw Arts or maybe Pebbles. She was doing a party called Boys I Know or an art show Boys I Know. Right, right. Yeah, hey, I remember it was, I was DJing a few art parties down kind of in Soho area. I'm spacing on my friend who organized them, which is killing me. But uh, maybe a few at lit back in the day but you've been you've been shooting uh nightlife for some time now yeah since uh oh seven did so, were you were, did you study photography or uh how did you kind of uh, get uh, into shooting nightlife specifically well i i've I, mean, I went to film school all right or i started it but i i dropped out um i started with video and um, you know, eventually picked. Well, I started. I really started with you know point and shoot when I was a teenager. But uh, getting into nightlife was wasn't intentional. It was. Uh, I just wanted. I was always out and about listening to DJs, and I wanted to uh, just capture some portraits of what's going on with available light. You know the way I see it, and. Uh, it just snowballed from there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to create some portraits and then, you know, I really got into it and, you know, eventually someone was like, Hey, would you shoot my party? And then, you know, what were some of the early parties you were shooting then? The earliest ones were probably like freedom. The rub. Uh, I remember the one that gave me the, you know, the, the, that when that idea was cemented in my brain about capturing portraits was I was at Hero Ballroom. You remember Hero? Yeah, of course. And um, Diplo was DJing. 
and I'm standing in the middle of the dance floor with a monopod and, uh, and my Nikon and I'm, you know, the crowd is going crazy because he had just dropped the beat and everyone's just going like, you know, ape shit. And he stops to just take a beer and I snapped this photo and it's just everything around him is chaos, blurry, and he's just nice and sharp in his beard. And I was like, ooh, you know, I could just find these moments throughout the night. So that was when it when it clicked. But before that, I was doing so I would shoot some stuff at South Street Seaport. Like they had um, they were doing a series out there. Rich Medina was there once. And were turntables on the Hudson. Yeah, like Nicodemus, those guys. Demon. Yeah, and then um, Sid, you know Sid. I'm not sure. Jay Sid, he's nasty. He's always he spins with um, with uh, ah oh, Zoe, who's uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was Sid and who? And Greg, yeah, Greg. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I was just you know floating around, just doing my thing, just shooting seeing what I could capture with, with, with no flash and the colors of, you know, colors of strobes and stuff. Right, right, right. And you get like, and, do you, do you kind of, in terms of like shooting, do you um, like open up the aperture or do some kind of trails and stuff or what are, what are some of, uh, how, how do you kind of approach it or what did you learn over the years in terms of when you first started shooting nightlife to, to where you know now? Uh, yeah, I don't do the trails. But I used to. That's, that's, it seems like that's just, um, it's always at the beginning when right. you're not necessarily aware of uh, how to freeze things in such low light. Um, now, I just want, I want a very sharp image, nice little rim light, you know, details, very graphic. But that's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be dark. And I wanted to like exude some, you know, some sort of emotion to trigger something from, you know, from the, from the viewer, these quiet little moments within this chaotic space, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. And when you're, when you're shooting, are you just sometimes looking for that kind capturing it? Like, how do you feel like when you were capturing like the Diplo shot or some of these shots, is it, is it sometimes a little bit lucky? I mean, obviously, you you know what you're doing, but I'm just saying in terms of just getting those shots where sometimes it just sort of works out perfectly. It's it's a combination of luck and, and practice, repetition. I'll see something developing in front of me, and in my mind, I've already thought of a couple scenarios of what might happen. So I, I, I make sure that I'm ready for that moment, and sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. I mean, the more the more you do it, the more chances are of, of capturing it and nailing it, but it's still like um, it's still like a batting average in baseball. It's you know three hundred out of a thousand is, is terrible in most instances, but it's really good in baseball, right? Right. So right. it's it's that you know one out of one out of ten ten cl shutter clicks, maybe you get one good one. Yeah, I was gonna say in terms of the editing process because that's another aspect of photography where it's uh, sometimes when you see like say a reel from shots of a night at like house yes or some of the different places you shoot and all the shots are of course like pristine but it's there's a whole process before you even present those images where you're probably oh, yeah. you shot probably i don't know five ten times that and then kind of hone down and find the images at work you know yeah i with house yes i try to keep it to 100 images for a night but depending on 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 especially their house, yes. Depending on the the performances by the aerialists and the and the and the go go dancers and stuff, I'll shoot up to two thousand frames in a night, and I go through every single image and then edit it down to a hundred. Like I'll make I make my 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 take my selects that could you know I whittle it down to like maybe three hundred and then from there I chop it down again. I'll edit all three hundred and. You know, if if if, they, if those shots make the cut, I'll edit all those shots, and then it becomes like a uh, like a, a, a NCAA basketball tournament. Like the images are, <laughs> yeah. 
they're fighting to get in into so i mean that, know, that's always a, yeah a tricky thing in the artist like almost like the unreleased tracks because it just you you know like how do you kind of shave the you know when it starts to get whittled down and all the images are probably good but you're like all right well you know yeah this person's eyes were, were closed in the background in this photo and this photo looks exactly the same except her eyes are open that one gets cut right right <laughs> you know of course it could, smallest little thing and it could be someone who's in the background not even the, the subject of the photo it, it, that's the the images start to get um they're so similar you have to just it's like just trimming the fat and then making sure that there's a story of the night you know the arc of the night for me is, is from the beginning to the end yeah that's an interesting process so you're also kind of just presenting a series of images almost like a dj set in a way where you have the beginning the middle you know and then the end of the night in a way yeah i do that especially with tiki so with tiki disco i always shoot the first person that dances because to me that's that's the party starter. That's, that that's, one that's very cool that's really cool and see i think that's really cool is because you went out to basically document people but then you're documenting like peep that's something that could be easily forgotten in the night but that's kind of a cool thing who was the first person on the floor that's awesome i like that First person on the floor. I love it because it's normally me and that person. And then the DJ, it's as if I have my headphones on. I got a live playlist walking around with me, you know, a live DJ walking around because it's when there's no one else around. Man, the warm up is my favorite part. Yeah, Tiki is really just uh, crazy. Established party. Uh, Damn it. But I mean, that's what I think is kind of cool. You're you're obviously a music head. You know, you're following these parties that, to me, are kind of classic New York parties like Tiki Disco, Rub, Freedom, etc. Yeah, I mean, I've been shooting Tiki now for ten years. Been yeah, shooting the been shooting the Rub since two thousand nine. Yeah, it's crazy how long these parties keep going. And uh, yeah. what what have you seen when you start shooting a party for that long? You must see a whole evolution of the crowd in terms of it changing over, I guess, or, I mean, obviously a lot of regulars, but, uh, no, the regulars are, are starting to, to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as natural, they have, they, you have kids yeah. and responsibilities or something. Exactly. With, um, I've noticed with Tiki the most, um, this year, especially meeting a lot of people that I've met people that were looking at my photos of Tiki when they were in high school. And now they're at Tiki. Like, oh, I've wanted to come here since I was in I. That's <laughs> like, oh, man, that's really cool. It's really cool. It's, uh, yeah, it's switched over. It's, it's much, uh, I don't know, man. It's like the fashion is so much better now. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you because you're shooting, like, you know, these parties. And obviously House ES has usually pretty crazy fashion. I wanted to ask you what you've noticed over the years in terms of, uh, what people wear out, you know, because like I said, you're kind of capturing something that's not always captured, you know, I mean, I know there's other nightlife photography, but if you don't go out, you're not always seeing these people, these outfits, but obviously if you don't go out and can just go to your webpage, you could see something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, house, yes, is special in the sense that a lot of the parties are themed. So people come dressed that way, but with Tiki, for example, it seems as if the fashion is headed back to what it was in the nineties. I've seen a lot of kids wearing like Jinko jeans and cross collars. Jinko. That's wild. Cross collars. I know exactly. Oh, can I, you know, so it seems as if that's where it's going. That remember the grunge look, which i never stopped wearing. I still wear, you know, I've always worn my, my shirts the same way, my pants the same way. I haven't changed it at all. So it, I might be looking real cool soon. <laughs> That's for hilarious. a while, I, for a while I was out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but you you have a couple kids yourself, right? Yeah, I have a, a nine year old and a seven year old. So, so does the the nightlife ever kind of affect? Because I mean, you're probably out late, then you might have to get up early, right? Sometimes, I mean. Are you getting uh, enough sleep? <laughs> that's a given, but yeah, working at night at least allows me to be here during the day when you know when they're up. So I'm not missing anything. 
except for sleep. So yeah, nah. And uh, you you shoot like street photography too, right? Yeah, I, I haven't been doing it a lot lately, but yeah, that's probably probably my favorite thing to do. Just go out and it's. I mean, the funny thing is, it's 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 no different than shooting a party. I'm I'm observing what's happening, trying to find some you know some story that I make up in my mind for the image and then create it. But I'm observing people and and hoping that you know they line up where I need them to line up to capture the image. Same thing I do in the street. I can you know I'll see someone crossing the street that I find interesting. I'll get into the position of the angle that I want to be in and then wait for them to come into the frame and then shoot it. It's no different except, um, you know, there's no one dangling from the ceiling, <laughs> spinning around, you know, crazy stuff like that. Yeah. What, what, the, go ahead. Sorry. The, the street stuff, it's, it's way more spontaneous in the sense that um, I have absolutely no control of what's going on. I just have to get myself in position to, to capture what I, you know, what I see or what I think is going to happen. At least in a club, I can stop someone and say, here, you know, pose right here for me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you think of like in, in terms of shooting like a nightlife thing? Do you do you want people to pose a lot or are you looking for like candid stuff or is it kind of a mix of both, basically? Mix of both. Actually, it's three things. So I'll do I do the candid's which for me are the most important. That's the, the, the whole person purpose. I even started doing nightlife. It's always capturing a portrait in nightlife. One photo of that night that I can put in this one final book that I'm going to make of nightlife. Right. Um, there's the candid, then there's the pose, which is if, you know, if they're wearing something interesting, fashion related, a look, then I'll have them pose in front of an interesting, uh, background or we'll go out onto the street and do some stuff. And then there's the, you know, the, the party pose photo where everyone's like, ah, you know, <laughs> but you got to get that sometimes, you know, yeah, you gotta get those. That, that's what makes, it makes people happy. You know, it's what draws the eyes to the, 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 the candids and the stuff that are, are, are much more creative, but people want to see themselves. Yeah. I, I think that's, what's interesting about photography is that, you know, your approach is you're going out to capture people but then in a way by capturing them and sharing it, then people can kind of enjoy it. Like I bumped into you on the little Ricky's boat cruise and then I was kind of going through the pictures and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember like, you know, it's just, it's kind of a nice timestamp. I mean, in a way it almost helps you remember the party better too, because parties can be such a blur, but then if you have documentation, it kind of like is can kind of trigger a memory or whatever. Yeah. It's uh something like that we've been you know you how many rib shacks have you gone to i've been to so many and uh i mean i used to work at abt so i was i was the yeah. bartender for first year of that party basically <laughs> so i've seen many but i mean you know rich is the bad i'm, I'm not uh i'm not angry for seeing that many sets of his he's always no, he's always great that's that's the reason you go keep seeing those people that's the reason i i've been going to rick uh to rich richard's party i mean sorry rich's party's you know, for 20 years, man. Like, I love that dude. <laughs> uh, so all those parties, there's, there are so many people that, you know, have passed away since. So it makes the images that much more impactful for me, or it makes me focus more and take into consideration my framing or whatever for that particular photo now. Cause I, you know, I have so many friends that have passed away since who now people have reached out to me to, for photos of those people. Right. That's deep. So, See, I didn't that, even, that's, that's a crazy thing from like shooting nightlife to almost having be a definitive picture of someone after they pass. Yeah. It's crazy. Smiling, dancing, having fun with, you know, said person that asked for the photo. So that that's, once I, once I, it started with like, uh, you know, you remember gems, uh, voodoo Ray. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, that's uh, right. Voodoo Ray. That's right. Blue gems. Pictures of, of, of those dudes, man. It's, 
it's powerful. Those dudes were, were powerful dudes, great people. And, 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 uh, you know, I'm glad that I have images of them that I can share with people. Yeah, no, I mean, he was, he was playing all over the place. He was doing a lot of stuff and Voodoo Ray was a legendary dancer. I mean, do you go and shoot some of those like, uh, dancers at like some of those house parties? Like, what is it? A Tony touches Sunday thing. Yeah, he, he used to do the Sunday thing on, uh, what was it, Bleaker or something like that? Well, um, it was Sullivan Room, and then it moved to uh, Cielo, and then I think it was in Chelsea Music Hall or something. But that, that's a great at, party. I love that party. I shot at Cielo a bunch. The Sullivan Room, I would just go. I, I wouldn't shoot. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, it's, it's cool because I think you're you're a nightlife photographer – and you know photography, but you're definitely driven by music. And it's almost like, like I said, it's just, it's a part of like, you know, you're capturing these New York scenes because you know them because you just, you know, like EPMD, you're a customer. You want to go and actually just go to these parties anyway and hear these jams, you know? So I think it's kind of a yeah. nice perspective, you know? It's, uh, if, I, if it wasn't for the music, I wouldn't be shooting. Uh, that's the truth. Um you know, like I said, it wasn't intentional. I was already out in the scene, but I, I was working in in television and in photography. So I was back then in 2007. I was working with uh, either PAN or photo assisting uh, Peter Lindbergh, photographer. I would work with, you know, I worked with a bunch of photographers and used to work for this director, Michael Schramm, who used to who does tabletop commercials and. Uh, you know, used to do a lot of a lot of stuff in, in in television. So I was doing that during the day and then going out at night and shooting my own stuff at night. But then, it, you know, it started to blur where I was out too late. And, uh, you know, I got busy enough to where I could just stop doing all the other stuff that I was doing, like the photo assisting. And, and I was doing production managing, did a couple tours, doing... Um, like, you know, just building sets and shit and shooting on the road. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you just uh, you just keep going, you know. I was going to ask you about in terms of, like, organizing photos, because when you shoot these many photos and stuff, um, you you have a whole system, I guess, to, like, kind of keep track of this stuff. Like, let's say someone wants to look for a photo. Are you tagging these people's names? Or, I mean, you must shoot so many people that... Uh, you're yeah, not I don't getting tag. all their names and stuff like that. Yeah, I have photos of acts that I don't know the names of the people in that. <laughs> I'm really bad at promoting my stuff and and sharing my stuff. Like I shoot it, you know, the client gets it. I I, I do a backup of everything on Flickr, so if anybody ever wants to see you know all the tiki discos or all the rubs I've ever shot, all that stuff's on Flickr. Um, you can see all the terrible photography from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so like when you look at some of those works, that's what I was like saying in terms of before, like what would you look at a photo that you shot 10 years ago and say like, oh, why would that be whack to you now? Like what would be a problem that you would see? Filters, like I, I was using, at one point I was using this, um, this filter that just made the images a little, uh, well, a lot bluer, which... I don't know why I was doing that at the time. <laughs> I think I wanted the whole um, make it feel like paparazzo, paparazzi shot in the club, where so it it's, had it's like a, a little, little sheen to it or something. A little overexposing the colors off, but you know, I don't know. It's like I've gone in, I've gone and re-edited some of those albums, but I keep the the original one just so you can see both how bad one is compared to the other. <laughs> it's, you know, it's good to look back and see all the, the terrible stuff. Just, you know, certain things I wouldn't do now, certain things I didn't know, you know? Is there things that you're almost like that you see in the future? Like, are you trying different things now? Because obviously, again, you're just shooting a lot of people. You're probably trying to figure out other ways to do it. Or it's like, you're, are you pretty happy with the way that you're shooting now? I'm I'm happy with the way I'm shooting now. Uh, it's 
depending on where I'm at, what venue it is, or or what the subject is. Maybe you know if it's live music or 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 a club or whatever. Um, just like I said before, just being more focused, making sure everything in the frame is is there exactly where I want it. You know, trusting my instincts. Yeah, because it's. it's it's my eye that got me this far, right? So just yeah, yeah. Trusting your gut, I think that's always important as an artist. You just have to trust what you think, you know, is right for you. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say because some of your shots also are like they sort of go back and forth between color and black and white. So I don't know if there's any kind of like process where you're like, okay, this this shot would be better as black and white. I assume you're shooting them all in color and then changing some of them, right? Yeah. All I mean, well, when it comes to digital, all photos are recorded in color right, um, right uh some photos just scream black and white they just look you know you look at it and and it says to you this is better in black and white <laughs> and then it it you know you black and white just create gives you a different uh it creates a different mood it'll make you look at the photo differently so it you know sometimes mainly with if someone's wearing black and white or checkered, like a checkered shirt, or it, that always to me makes me want to do black and white. Just to make it even more flatter in terms of just the, the color tone. Because they're already kind of there anyway, basically. Yeah, it's there. It's more like it's more texture. So imagine if if someone's wearing a red shirt with a, you know, checkered black and white t shirt underneath. That looks great, the red and the black and white, but in the black and white photo, it's just the the checker and then the black of the background, whatever it's going to be, you know, whatever else around the frame is going to be either white or black or like a grayish. So uh, it's almost as if if you spray painted a wall in black and white. Right, right. It's there's there's so much texture to it, but it's just two colors. So it becomes very graphic for right. me anyway. And if, Just you, me. and if you shot some like protests and stuff, I thought I saw like a photo of like a BLM protest from last year. Yeah, I did. At the beginning of it, I did. I did a bunch, but then I, uh, and I ruptured my Achilles and that was over. Oh, so, wow. But uh, I did. Yeah, I did. A, I did a bunch. I, I think that's partially why I ruptured my Achilles going from you know sitting still to walking 13 14 miles a day with 30 bag pounds of equipment yeah the other yeah, photo stuff does that up it's true did you get some uh, insights in terms of shooting that well i've shot man I've, I've shot protests for a long time i did the eric garner stuff back in 2014 i did um what was it was it uh Amadou Diallo back in yeah what was that Diallo was that ninety six or no what was Abner Luima yeah that was two thousand or for ninety nine I went did some stuff at the um, Department of Justice in Washington D.C. I shot some of the Million Family March back in two thousand one. I think I've, it's, it's no, I mean, it's the same as nightlife and street photography. It's a crowd of people looking for interesting, interesting subjects. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it all is. say again, I'm sorry. But it's funny how similar it all is. Although, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, you know, you have people that are protesting because they want a better life and then or going to a nightclub or a dance party because they want to have a good time. I mean, it is kind of pushing for something better, though. One is usually, you know, reacting to something that is much darker. You know, yeah. you could say nightclub is a little more escape, you know. Though, I mean, yeah. escape is good. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing, but... uh I don't know. It's kind of crazy, you know, bringing up some of those older names because it's just, uh, there's just so many names. It just doesn't seem like anything ever changes. It does change. That's, that's the, the crazy part. Like, if, you were, if I were to 
give you photos from the Eric Garner compared to Black Lives Matter movement. And that was what, June of 2019 now or 2020? I don't even remember. Um, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. Can't tell the difference. It's insane. So now the thing is, but even with the Eric Garner thing, it was one part that got really hairy. We, they were marching. They started at um, Foley Square and then they went down to Chambers and then up Broadway. And what they did that was interesting was that they kept, you know, zigzagging because the police were ahead. So they were on radio and they were zigzagging throughout the city. And then we end up on the West Side Highway and it was the cops on scooters and the protesters and it started to get heated and i'm right there at the line shooting and then at one point i said yeah i got to get home to the kids yeah <laughs> it, it, i'm as angry as the people are right but since i have the camera it's it's like my disconnect when i'm behind that viewfinder i'm in a bubble i'm in my own world and when i take it down and i say yo i'm done shooting then it's i'm off i'm off i'm done i have to step away and i was right there down in the middle of it and then i just looked behind me and i saw this bar it was uh the, the ref i don't the name is something it has something to do with boats or something and i go in there Rusty Nod, I think, or something. You're talking about the West Side Highway down, like, kind of like where our APT was and Standard. Oh, a little no, bit no, south no. of that, right? Or no? Further south of that yeah. on the West. Yeah, no, I think I know the bar you're talking about. It's like in a, in a new building. Yeah, exactly. On the front. They have a pool table in there. It's, it's It looks like, a, you know, it's some ship. Yeah, it's like a, you know, sailor dive bar vibe. Yeah, yeah. I go in there, go, you know, use the bathroom, see some cops in there just chilling. Meanwhile, they're, there's a, you know, they're about to fight outside. And I'm in there having a beer. They're in there, you know, getting themselves together. And, you know, stepped away. And looking at the images, going back, looking at the images, you would, I mean, it makes me wonder how I, how I turn it off and just, you know, walk away. But that stuff sticks with you. I carry that always. Like even for example, shooting Halloween, it's the worst time for me. The week before Halloween, how everybody does a Halloween party. After three days of looking through your viewfinder and seeing like bloody faces and creatures and clowns and all this craziness that stuff starts to wear on you bro really <laughs> oh my God, i never even thought of that because you probably yeah. have like you're shooting every outfit that's really I'm, funny that's it, funny and then i got to come home and look at it again and edit it so that stuff starts to wear on you man like you start having you know i have dreams that's like bad, bad, bad like horror film shit that is funny. I never even thought of that. Like too many Halloween images. Yeah, funny. I, I got a, a the, the list of gigs for October and for House of Yes, and they, you know, they said we know we know you normally don't shoot Halloween, but we put them here just in case you want to shoot them. Oh, so you've even told people you're like, I'm done yeah. on Halloween. I'm I'm a look vacation. On Halloween. That's really funny. I never even would have thought that'd be an issue with with photographers. I'll do the day of. But I don't like doing the build up before the week before of, of you know, oh, we're going to do this party on a Tuesday, Halloween. I don't need to deal with that on a Tuesday. Yeah, well, you Halloween has become almost a New Year's and it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, I, I was always a party holiday, but then it, I just feel like in the last 10 years, maybe it just seems like it's just really built up. And, yeah, you just have parties around Halloween after Halloween. <laughs> it's kind of like. Yeah. And after Halloween. I'm good. Yeah. My thing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I was gonna say in terms of like, uh, you know, like shooting aerial and like circus stuff, which I guess were you doing that before you were doing stuff at like House ES or? I'd I'd shot it. I've shot I'd shot um some competitions 
before house of yes so i had i, I did have experience in, in in shooting aerial list and then live music so i i've learned a lot since i started you know yeah, how, what would you have learned in terms of like shooting that kind of circus stuff? Like in terms of framing it or looking for certain things? Uh, I don't know the names of the moves, but making sure that uh, if someone's doing a split, that it's a straight line. You know, things things that the the, the performers will come and tell me. I don't like how my hand looks in this in that position. Oh, it because be they're talking about form. They want a shot of them doing perfect form. I guess. Um, as for shooting them. So that's interesting. Like the performers in a way you've almost learned how to shoot it because they're kind of telling you, Oh, this is the proper form that I should be yeah. in. And then you know what to look for in a way. Yeah. After shooting, uh, people more than once you, you, you get, you, you learn their rhythm. So that helps. And, uh, Sometimes we'll even speak beforehand, like I'm going to be in this corner, so make sure, you know, you want to give me some face time. Ah, so that's kind of cool about terms of like just shooting at a regular party on a regular like that is that you can almost work out things with the performers even in advance, as opposed to if you just showed up to a party and just started shooting people, you've kind of tried to really coordinate some shots. That's interesting. Oh, it's all scheduled, all scheduled, everything's scheduled. I, I, I always. You know, I have my uh, my routines. I, first thing I do is I'll shoot the DJ because it might be the the warm up, or I might just not have time at one point later in the night to come grab this. So I'll grab it now while it's pretty tame, and then you have the scheduled activations, whether it be go go or an aerial list. So I have, you know, I, I have a list of, of all the activations, the times, and I fit in all my crowd work in between those activations. So I'll do the DJ first, go shoot the go-go. Then after that, I'll go do some crowd work, which is on the dance floor, you know, trying to experience what they're experiencing. And that's when I start either candid crowd, crowd work where they're dancing and it's flash or you, you, the shots where people ask to get photographed and posed. And then, you know, there's different activations going on throughout the space. So, you know, I'm just make sure I'm there on time, get my angles Try Cause sometimes the acts are the same twice in one night or twice in the weekend. So I just try to always shoot it differently from a different angle, you know, to get more creative, just to stay sharp. Yeah, I was going to say is that sometimes in terms of since you're doing this so much and have done it for so long, those kind of things that kind of make it so that you're not bored, because I do feel that kind of comes through your artwork that even if you know what you're doing, if you're a little bored, you know, whatever the term is like phoning it in a little bit. So it's almost like creating those things so that it's still interesting for you, even if you know you're going to get good shots. Uh, to be honest, I never assume I'm going to get good shots. I'm always nervous before every gig. Really? So. That's crazy. Because <laughs> you really have been doing this for a long time. That's very funny. That's very funny. I, I know when I've got it. And it could take, you know, it could take up to an hour or two before I get that one shot that I'm like, yeah, okay, now I feel good. Now let's go work. <laughs> <laughs> But do you need like one? Do you need like one good shot first for it to you yeah, yeah. to start feeling it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Up until then, I'm just disappointed. Like, oh man, <laughs> I got to go back and do this again. And then once I get that one, then I'm good. And sometimes I'll get that one and then look at the album and not be happy with it at all. So, it you know, it's it keeps me sharp. I, I don't I don't take anything for granted. I don't assume I'm gonna get it. It's, you know, sometimes there's new lighting people and 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 they 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 like the room much darker so that yeah, makes okay me this is another question is like shooting in a club beyond the dim lights you also just have a lot of like strobe lights and effects and all that stuff you know i i mean i don't know if if it really affects the shooting i guess like doesn't like red light it's like sometimes harder to focus though do you use autofocus or are you doing manual focus with some of these shots uh both combination of both uh, red light isn't, it, it's not really, it's not any harder to focus on. It's cause I'm using, I'm using a DSLR for the flash stuff. And then I use a mirrorless for the available light. So the mirrorless is smaller. It's, uh, 
and it just works way better in, in, in low light. So yeah, I'm, if, if I'm having problems pulling focus, I, I just, you know, someone's always on a beat. So I always catch them at the top of the beat. Interesting. So you're using even the music in terms of like shooting. Cause then that's whenever they're putting their foot down or something. Cause they're on the, it's sort of on the one you're shooting on the one. One. And that's essentially the, that's for that, you know, hundredth of a second. They're still, you can catch ah, it. that's wild. That's a, that's a, see, this is what I'm saying. That's like an interesting trick. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah Cause oh, with it, the low light, you're just going to get sort of fuzzed out images. So it's sort of like, how do you get a crisp image in low light? I guess is part of the trick. Catch them, catch, cap, capture them at the one. And, uh, hopefully it works. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So, and yeah, I sometimes talk to the lighting people as well. You know, I'll, 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 I'm known for whistling really loud in the club. <laughs> that's that's me, a skill. Me. I've never learned that one. I, that is a good skill to have, I guess. I do that to either. Uh, I whistle either at the lighting guy or at the performers. So if I whistle, if I'm looking at the performer, I'll whoosh, really loud. I'll give them the, the two fingers. <laughs> you're poking my eyes out buddy yeah, you're yeah. poking my eyes out <laughs> no that when it's to the like the, the go-go dancers and i know the, uh, look at me basically right look at me i'm right here so as you're rotating or whatever it is that you're doing when you turn around i'm going to be right across from you on that you know maybe on that ledge where no one sees me but i'm on this ledge give me some just give me something or or move a little slower so i can capture these shots or I whistle at the lighting guy, like, I need light here. You know, give me something. Give me some color, a little more brightness, and we'll do it quickly. Like, 10 seconds, and then we're out. Or the same with the DJ. Some DJs don't want any light in the booth, which I understand, which I prefer. But sometimes I got to get it. If, if let's say, uh, LES bar is spinning, and I need a good shot of him DJing, and it's really dark in the DJ booth, I'll let the lighting guy know yo give me 10 seconds over here and within two seconds ellie's already looking up like yo why why is it so bright <laughs> and i'm like yo just give me give me give me eight more seconds we'll be done Hilarious. and i'll get the shot yeah ellie's like, uh one of the top djs in new york he's uh he's he's ill yeah man it's i'm lucky to to get to shoot some really really amazing djs man nice it's the best and musically, like, uh, what do you tend to listen to? Uh, where do you kind of come from? I mean, obviously, you've been going to these parties, so I assume, you know, a lot of hip-hop, house, funk, whatever. Yeah, hip-hop, house, salsa, you know, the stuff. Grew up with 90s hip-hop. I mean, shit, 80s into 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, house music. You, you know, a lot of freestyle back in the day. Still listen to freestyle with those terrible vocals. I mean, but, there is some good freestyle records. Sometimes you have to kind of like look past it, but some of the the beats and you know whatever. It's it's a style. It's a thing, you know. I love it. I still cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Still cringe. Certain you know certain songs. I'm not gonna call anyone out, but there's certain songs you know, like you got no business singing a song. So funny. So funny. But production. Ooh, the beats are insane, man. You know. It's it's nothing. I don't listen to one thing all day. It's it's constantly changing. A lot of um, you know uh, Nova plays here. Nova Radio, or I have this app that uh, has radio stations all around the world. So I'll just pick a different place in the world and listen to whatever they're listening to. Nice. Know? Yeah, it is kind of nice to be able to uh, branch out like that. Well, um, I um, like I said, I usually have people do like a mix or a playlist. So I don't know if you want to give me um some tracks or put together a playlist if you'd be into that. I can put it together in terms of uh, you know, you wouldn't have to mix it manually if you wanted I, to do that. I have some Spotify Spotify playlists. Okay. Um. Uh, 
Yeah, usually I just need like between like 30 minutes and an hour of music, 30, 45 minutes of music. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to just choose individual tracks and in order or whatever, but um uh, I think the one I, I yeah, I have I have a bunch of playlists. I have uh, a series of playlists called Doobie Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. Okay. Um and then I did one during the pandemic, but that one—I don't think anybody wants to be reminded. <laughs> I mean, we're still in it, I know, right? It's not—it's not—it's not sad or anything, but eh, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll pick. How were you getting by? I guess there wasn't too much nightlife, uh, obviously, during uh, COVID. Uh, were you were you doing like other kinds of photo gigs during that time, or editing, or whatever? Nothing, bro. There was, I, I did a, a couple gigs for, you know, like um, portrait shoots. But that's it. There was nothing, man. It, my last job was in March of, uh, last job was March of 2020, right? And then. Right. That's and then. Shut uh, down like mid-March. And I was booked through June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, by the time June comes, I'm already booked through October or the dates are starting to pop up. Uh, and then I didn't do my first real gig in a crowd until July of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, over, you know, over a year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It really has taken a toll on nightlife. Yeah, but now, now it's back firing, bro, on all cylinders. I'm out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This Sunday's the last tiki too, man. You should come by. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to come by. Actually, I should come through. And it right now it's saying forty percent chance of rain. Doesn't really <laughs> yeah. stop people though, right? Oh, I mean, you good. have some like shots of people dancing in the rain. I've like one tiki <laughs> like semi recently, right, or something. Yeah, this it's been brutal. Yeah. It's rained time. Three tiki's, I think. But uh, the, I think the one you're referring to was, uh, that was, I want to say that was August 25th. That was just insane. It rained for six hours. And people just dancing. Dancing. I, and I was, I had rain gear and I didn't put it on. It was, it was hardcore, man. I was like, not again, not this summer. Please, no more rain. <laughs> I think we we're all, gonna get we all, we all get our limits of that stuff for yeah. sure. It looks great, but you know, six hours in it, I was cold. Yeah, I think that's sometimes another thing when you're looking at those shots, and you know, you're there getting those shots. So it's like, oh, cool, all these people dancing in the rain. They don't think of like, yeah, me with all my gear, six hours yeah. later, freezing, yeah. trying not to have this stuff get wet. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, the the backstory to some of the images, like I shot. I remember shooting. Uh, governor's ball when uh we got hit by a tropical storm and they canceled the show you know midway through the oh, day oh yeah so i remember that i was shooting um what is what the the girls that sing uh, i don't care i love it oh right I, right 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 iconoclast or something i don't know they're they're performing and I'm in knee deep, knee deep, a knee deep river. That's my. I'm in a river as the water is going underneath the stage and I'm in the in the photo pit, in knee deep mud and water and it's going like a river row. And then about an hour later they decide to to cancel the show. You know it's sometimes, I mean any photographer will do they do whatever they got to do to get the shot. If they think they got a shot, they're gonna they're gonna stand there, you know, next to a pole in a lightning storm if they have to. Yeah, to that, that is something about photography that I think is is sort of like something about photographers that yeah, they you have to kind of have that drive to get the shot, even if it's a gigantic pain in the ass and waiting and et cetera. Yeah. Well that dealing with the elements. You know? Well, anyways, man, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time or whatever, but uh, like I said, yeah, if you want to give me 
send me some of those playlists. I could either pick some tracks or if you want to like, you know, like I said, if it's longer than like an hour, maybe trim it down to, you know. I'll send you the first one, the, the Doobie Volume 1, and then listen to it, and then listen to the other ones. Just, okay, you know, cool. Them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put something together. All, all the images are mine, so I've, I've been, you know, I'm sticking to a theme. Doobie is a is a, is a tag of mine that I used to do, D-O-O-B-E. Oh, you used to write? I mean, I still do that, but I mean, I just did it for the first time on a video. Oh, okay. Well, we, you know, we don't have to mention the name. I don't want to get you busted or anything. I'm not, I'm not out on the streets or anything. Right, right. But like, you... I, I'm, I'm working on like some hoodies and and sweaters. You'll see the, you'll see the, the, the letters on the, on the Spotify playlist. Oh, nice. So I, yeah, I didn't know you were a writer. So you were doing that back in the day as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like like all hip hop heads, we write, <laughs> we write rhymes, and we write on walls. You know what I mean? That's, right, 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 right. Even I still have battle rhymes in my head. I didn't you know even know you were an MC. See, I didn't even know these things. No, everybody was no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, you never wrote a rhyme. I wrote a few rhymes, but uh, <laughs> you know, long gone. Yeah, yeah, long gone. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I do not have to be an MC. I just, you know, I walk around the house freestyling with the kids. It's just part of who I am, you know. It, that'll never go away. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, freestyling yeah. with your kids—that's amazing. Yeah, man, we freestyle about everything. Give them a subject, go. What are your kids freestyle about? Uh come on, poop. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, you know, Parappa the rapper type of shit. <laughs> the basics. The basics. The basics. All right, man. Thanks so much, I, man. No, no doubt. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Small Changes, Stark Reality on JasonCharles.net. JasonCharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep.